Hey everyone, welcome to episode 68 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Taylor. On today's episode, we have Jeffrey Boyce, the CEO at Insight Telepsychiatry. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? Good. Thank you very much. Excited to have you on. I really just want to dive right into it. You know, we've we've talked a few times. If you could start by telling the audience a little bit about your background, and then we can lead into your company and, and then go from there. Yeah, sure. So I'm Jeffrey Boyce. I'm the CEO of Insight and Regroup. We are a telebehavioral health provider that uh, delivers virtualized services across the continuum. I have been with the organization for about the last 12 years. I was a founder of Insight uh, back in 1999, I think. Um, I worked with our now chief medical officer and the uh, then CEO of a parent company, uh, CFG, Les Pascal and Jim Burrell, uh, to really write the original business plan for Insight and to gradually carve it out from that parent company, create the standalone entity that it is today. Uh, that's been a fun ride. Um, you know, recently, uh, toward the tail end of last year, we just completed a strategic merger with another telehealth company, Regroup, uh, and we're in the midst right now of bringing those two companies together and really, um, you know, uh, proving out to be the, the market leader in transforming access to high quality care. Yeah, I, I saw that uh, that merger. You know, that was very interesting. Perfect, perfect setup too. I, I mean, when I was researching all the companies in the space, um, even before that happened, um, you know, you and you and I touched base, uh, or actually, we didn't touch base. We touched base after I, I saw I saw you speak at the M Health conference in Boston. I think mm-hmm. about Hyatt Regency last last year, uh, ahead of everything with COVID, right? And um, it, it was it was exciting to see that that merger. Yeah. It's been fun. We, I think we found that uh, you know we got two organizations that were cut from the same cloth, right? We got a very passionate team that works with us, um, though the two, two organizations had very different uh, origin stories. Um, really had very similar missions. Really, this idea of transforming access to high quality, timely behavioral health services, and um, you know had similar cultures and like minded people. So it's been fun to bring them together and. Uh, you know, find the best of uh, best practice across both organizations. Absolutely. Can you, can you share with us a little bit about for, I guess, on the, on the patients and how the platform works? Yeah. So we have, we have basically three different services or delivery models. Uh, so the first is what we call on-demand telepsychiatry. And in that instance, we're often partnered with a hospital emergency room or a psychiatric crisis center. And the care is really an acute psychiatric evaluation where an individual is in crisis, potentially suicidal, homicidal, a danger to themselves or others. And so in that instance, we will connect into the hospital via video, partner with the ED physician and onsite staff and really do a psychiatric evaluation in the moment to figure out what's the right level of care for this individual right now. Our goal is to really try to avoid an inappropriate hospitalization and an inappropriate commitment whenever possible. And so from the patient's perspective in that instance, they're really receiving care 
um, from the hospital emergency room that they're presented within, the hospital is just calling in uh, an outside specialist via video in that moment. Um, we also have a, a service line that we call Schedule Services, where we partner with outpatient clinics in underserved areas, often community mental health centers, but increasingly primary care sites uh, for integrated behavioral health and physical medicine. And in those instances, uh, a patient would typically present to the clinic uh, where they would meet with a nurse beforehand and then ultimately do their session with our remote telepsychiatrist via video in the clinic. So again, the patient experience is very similar to, uh, you know, in-clinic experience. It's just that our clinician is coming in remotely via video in that clinic. Um, and then we have a third base, a third service uh, that we call Empathy. And Empathy is a home-based service. And so that is effectively a virtualized behavioral health clinic in the cloud where users are able to connect to our clinicians via their own devices, um, kind of technology agnostic. It's a web-based platform. Uh, they can, uh, you know, conduct an intake, get paired up with the right clinician to meet their needs um, and do uh, a session from home. And that can be both psychiatry and therapy uh, or potentially both. And it really is about ongoing care from the convenience of your home. How did things look, I guess, before COVID really came into play versus now that we're kind of in the midst of everything? Uh, how did things change? We've had a lot of you know, yeah. digital founders and leaders come on and uh, what we've really seen for most of them, uh, things kind of really grew even faster or um, they maybe pushed some projects that they were working on forward a little quicker just because of everything going on. How does that look like for, for you guys? Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a mixed bag um, across those three service lines. Um, with our on-demand service, because it is hospital-based, uh, we actually saw a pretty significant decrease in volume and utilization of that service between about March and now. And that really was driven by people just avoiding the hospitals kind of at, at all costs. Um, and so we saw our volume dip by about 35, 40% at its lowest point in that hospital-based service. Um, we now have recently seen our volume tick back up to pre-COVID levels and actually increase beyond that. Um, and the theory is that there's basically some pent-up demand. There are some individuals that were not receiving the care that they needed for their behavioral health needs and have um, you know, gotten to a point where they might be escalating into crisis situations at increased levels. So um, we saw a dip and a rebound in our hospital-based service. Our scheduled service, I think we were really impressed with how our clinic partners wanted to continue to operate and deliver services. What we faced there was a real scramble to convert the delivery model. Um, so as I described earlier, the, the programs were originally designed for the patients to come into the clinics and receive their services there. With COVID, many clinics had to close or many patients didn't want to go into the clinics. And so we had to work with our partners to convert to a home-based delivery model um, where we had to you know, apply technology like this uh, to be able to see individuals in their homes. That worked well, but there was a lot of scrambling around and, and uh, you know, I sometimes call them scotch tape solutions put in place. What we're doing right now is kind of going behind ourselves and working with those partners to establish enhanced workflows some better technology solutions that make it easier to manage kind of the flow of patients between appointments and to mix appointments between those that occur in home and those that do occur in the clinic. Um, so uh, sort of preserve that schedule service, but had to drastically 
alter the operational model. Um, and then when you look at home-based services, that was an area where we saw rapid uptick um, in demand for, for those services. Um, I think people were unable to access behavioral health through their normal means. We're feeling a lot of, of pressure um, and challenging situations in their own lives. And so being able to engage with a live behavioral health clinician from home was very appealing. Uh, we had a number of our payer partners drive their membership toward us um, and we saw enhanced utilization of those services that's continuing to trend upward. And really what our challenge has been, it's been aligning the right clinical resources to accommodate this upcoming volume, right? So we've got to make sure that we've got the right clinicians who are licensed and enrolled and privileged and able to see uh, these consumers where the demand is coming in. That being said, what, what type of clinicians do you currently work with? And do you think it'll ever expand beyond the current type of clinicians you work with right now? Yeah, so we're, we're relatively broad. Um, our heart is really in psychiatry. So um, the majority of the clinicians that we employ and manage are psychiatrists. Uh, we're increasingly working with psychiatric nurse practitioners um, to expand those services. And uh, particularly within that home-based service of empathy, we're doing more with therapists and counselors. So uh, really any licensed behavioral health professional um, we've got opportunities for, and uh, we really try to offer um, you know, those services across that continuum of care, right? Our, our first touch with an individual might be on the worst day of their life when they're presenting in the emergency room in psychiatric crisis. But ultimately, that person's behavioral health issue needs to be managed um, throughout that occurrence and, and truly throughout their lifetime. Um, and so what we look to do is be able to offer solutions all the way across that continuum from that most acute case to that least acute case where we're seeing individuals in their homes. Interesting. Okay. And what does the second half, I guess, of 2020 look like for you? What, what are you most excited about moving into that second half of the year? Yeah, I think, I think generally what we're most excited about is kind of being on the right side of this whole equation, right? When you look at so many organizations that are out there affected by COVID, um, you know, they're really struggling to adapt their business model and many of them just to survive. Um, you know, we feel like we're on the right side of this. We're on, we're in healthcare, we're in behavioral health. We've been in telehealth for a long time. We've been working remotely for years. Um, and so I think we're really bullish on how we're positioned to succeed coming out of, of COVID. Um, what we're busy getting ready for is, you know, that so-called fourth wave of COVID where um, there's gonna be increased need for behavioral health services on an ongoing basis because the challenges that folks are dealing with in their lives just simply aren't, aren't going away. Um, and so we're really aggressively hiring uh, clinicians right now, working them through our credentialing, privileging, and enrollment processes, and getting them positioned for what we see as increased demand that's gonna come in all three of those service lines. Excellent. Yeah. And where, where can people learn more about the organization? Uh, well, you can learn more at our website. So uh, insighttelepsychiatry.com, regrouptelepsychiatry.com, and empathy.com. But um, yeah, we're in, still in the midst of this merger, bringing these two organizations together. We've got some work to do to bring all those websites together, but uh, it's an ongoing project. Okay, and I'll include all three links plus any social media links in the show notes so people can check all of those out for now. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to continuing 
you know, staying in touch with you and following the progress of the, the company and, and seeing how this merger comes into play, right? When all the pieces um, line up perfectly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to thank you again so much for, for being a guest on the podcast and sharing more about your story and what you guys do and how it, how it works. Well, thanks for hosting the show and for creating opportunities for folks to share their stories and learn from one another and appreciate the invitation to be a part of it. Yeah, there, there's uh, when I first started it up, there seemed to be like a lack of area, a lack of podcasts in particular where digital health founders and leaders can come on and, and share their story and in a quick forum that actually gets listened to. Right. I feel there's yeah. so much content out there, but the people actually listen to it. So um, this has been something fun for me. I get to learn about very interesting companies and founders and leaders and and then uh, share it with everyone else. Well, very cool. Well, thanks for the yeah. chance. Yeah. Have a have a great rest of uh, your week and look forward to staying in touch. All right. Thanks, Jared. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of healthcare solutions and services to power the future of healthcare. Through Block Health, healthcare professionals and organizations can use their credentialing data for more. They can use the platform to store their credentialing and licensing related documents, fill out a smart common application that can be used to order multiple different services like provider enrollment, state license registration, state license renewals, and much more. To learn more about Block Health, please go to www.blochealth.com. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.